0: Hey, guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. Mac, we've got more games, baby. This weekend is excellent. I would like to mention, by the way, my co-host Eric McLean is big time as he just finished we're recording this Thursday night he just finished doing college football live. he's still in his button down took off the tie you know for uh, for the podcast and you are where are you Mac where are you specifically recording this pod?
0: Well, thank you, partner. First of all, uh, first one. It was really fun. It was really cool hanging out with, uh, Wendy Nix and, and Sam Ocho. It was really cool to hang out with those guys. But I'm doing this from Chapel Hill because we're here this weekend. We're live with the Tar Heels and, and, uh, the Cavaliers coming to town for Virginia. So I'm excited. And and it's, I was kind of driving around campus to get to their bureau cam here in Carolina and, People were buzzing. They're excited. It's a big matchup this weekend. So uh, as there are a couple of really big matchups, I'm excited to dive into it and really just another great weekend in the ACC.
1: So many good matchups. I love that campus. Chapel Hill has a beautiful campus. And I do think that stadium, some of the atmospheres we're going to talk about in our big four, specifically UNC, because UVA is so bad on the road. We're going to get into that. And then the West Virginia atmosphere with Virginia Tech. And another shout-out to Eddie Royal. I I just loved our conversation with him. And it wasn't us, guys. It was Eddie. So if you haven't listened to it, haven't followed him, keep an eye on him because he is going to do big things with the ACC Network. And I think it's good that we have a hokey in there when you look at the football prowess that has come out of Blacksburg. And I'm sure the Hokie fans are happy about that too, Mac.
0: I completely agree. I mean, his episode number one was fantastic, as you alluded to, and really just a great guy. It was so fun to get to know him and, and learn about who he is, and just excited for his future with us and, and to work with him, you know, down the road. I really can't wait. But yeah, having a Hokie in here, it's uh, it's going to be a nice little twist, especially with you know EJ being from Virginia, Virginia Beach guy. I know he he now feels like he has a uh, another brother on with us, and, and as do I. So I'm excited. Uh, for Eddie and and uh, it's going to be a fun year.
1: It is, no doubt. Okay, Mac, we cannot dilly-dally any longer because we have so many great games to discuss. It's time for the Big Four Breakdown. <laughs> Thank you, effects. <FX. laughs> I got to stop doing that. I'm <laughs> such a cheese ball. It is time for the Big Four Breakdown, Mac. We are going to break down all these games, give, us, give your keys, and then... In our Seaside Grown Fresh Picks of the Week segment, we're going to give picks. So we're going to break down, then we're going to pick. Cool. Our first game here. We talked about this with Eddie. Number 15, Virginia Tech at West Virginia. West Virginia is a three-point favorite at home. I find that very interesting. This is a noon game on FS1. So good luck to everyone finding this. FS1 <laughs> is perhaps part of why the Big 12 is dying slash dead. So that is interesting. You know, that's another aspect of this, Mac. There's so many storylines here. You have the rivalry, but you also have West Virginia, who hasn't really been shy about wanting to be in the ACC. Like, hey, consider us over here. This could be a statement game for them. But when you think about this game, Mac, where do you start with your analysis?
0: Oh, uh, well, Really, just how excited I am that these two teams are playing each other again. And for the the Black Diamond trophy, anytime there's a trophy involved, you know. I didn't
1: know they had a trophy. That's right.
0: Do you know what Black Diamond is?
1: Is that skiing?
0: Almost. That makes sense. It's coal, so there's coal all throughout those mountains, oh. <laughs> and that's kind of what those areas were, were so famous and where they. Yeah, got their I should have known it wasn't skiing. That's right. Not, no skiing. Uh, not not a lot of skiing. But so anytime there's a trophy involved, you know that it, it's a it's a big time game. It means a ton, and you know just excited to have these guys back playing against each other. Before you know that matchup in 2017, it'd been like 04, 05 since they had played each other, and of course that's when. Virginia Tech went on to go into the ACC and get out of the Big East. But yeah, I cannot wait for this matchup. Uh, when you look at Virginia Tech, and Eddie alluded to it Wednesday, their defense is playing really well. And specifically guys like Jermaine Waller, Jamari Connors, just playing out of their mind. And they're going to need to because this West Virginia attack on offense, they're going to want to throw it, throw the ball all around. And, you know, Dagey is a guy that You know, he'll give the ball up if if you'll you'll go and get it and try to take it from him. So, you know, I think that that Waller and Connors uh, and and those guys in the backfield, the the secondary, are really going to have an impactful game.
1: They are. And this is strength versus strength. You have West Virginia's passing attack and you have Virginia Tech's secondary. I I think those are the two strengths of each squad. But, Mac, I am concerned, okay, and you are speaking for tight ends everywhere. You're a a former tight end. James Mitchell, out for the season. We hate it for that guy. He is one of the best players, one of the best student-athletes in the ACC. And this offense is already sputtering a little bit. What does Virginia Tech need to do offensively if they're going to win this game?
0: Really, just in general, they've got to pick it up. And and I'm right there with you with James Mitchell being out for the season. Hurts my heart because I really like that guy. Cheer for him as a person, as a player. Uh, But, you know, he said he's going to come back stronger. And, And I fully believe that. Maybe it'll be... In a Hokie uniform, maybe it'll be on to the, the NFL. But, you know, specifically when we look at the offense, I've got to see more from the quarterback position. We, we went on rants all offseason, KG, about how quarterback play has to become more consistent. You chose your quarterback. Two others, you said, hey, if you want to transfer, go ahead. Uh, and Quincy Patterson, who went to North Dakota State, and then Hendon Hooker, who we just saw ball out uh, and, and saved the day for, uh, for Tennessee there, almost saved the day. Uh, at at Tennessee so you know you chose Braxton Burmeister he's shown flashes he's been great but consistency is the is the deal you know for him to only have 300 yards in two games one that was a hard fought great win the other which was a cupcake you expect to see you know some more production and he didn't have it And, and so that's been a little bit disappointing the running attack also has to improve the fact that your quarterback again leads the team with only 94 yards it's not like it's 100 200 in two game the running attack has to to figure it out okay who's going to be our guy is it going to be holston Is it going to be blackshear is it going to be king who is going to step up to to help and and you know be the guy there it cannot be your quarterback all year long we've seen kind of virginia run into something like that but they've had guys step up so you know really just in general you know this offense for virginia tech has to figure it out has to get it going
1: mac Man, these picks are stressing me out, okay? <laughs> I keep going back and forth and changing my picks. I think what this game comes down to, I think it's going to be lower scoring, a little uglier, because that's, you know, when you look at these offenses, neither of them really blows you away. I know West Virginia scored, what, 66 on Long Island, who apparently plays Didn't
0: football. Didn't know they had a team, that's
1: good. But, yeah, I had no clue. I'm just a little worried about this Virginia Tech offense. That That's what it comes down to, but I believe so much in the defense. I'm really impressed. I think a lot of what the defense did, a lot of what the defense did to Sam Howell, people blame Sam Howell, they blame his weapons, all that. I think you need to give the defense a little more respect that they did that to Sam Howell, not just Sam Howell had an off night. And of course, we'll see more from Sam Howell against UVA. But this is a tough one for me, Mac. Do you, do you want to get to your keys with this game?
0: Yeah. And real quick, just to talk about West Virginia, I think that this Stadium. This environment is going to be crazy. I cannot wait to see it, and 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 hopefully we'll you know be able to hear. There's times KG just to pull back the curtain a little bit where we just have this six box of TVs and we can't you know hear the crowd and we can't hear anything. We can just see. So I hope that's a one that we can figure out audio. Just hear how impactful that's going to be because they're going to pack it out. They're going to be loud, and it's going to be a really great scene. And then defensively, you know, we kind of talked about that West Virginia offense want to air it out, want to throw the ball. That defense has some guys too. Dante Stills, number fifty-five on the D line for West Virginia. That's going to be a guy that can change the game. You know, Virginia Tech is going to have to know where he is and and you know at all times. You know, is he lined up in a three technique? Is he out at you know defensive end? Is he standing up and, and maybe in the middle of that defense? He's a guy they have to target and and have to figure out where he is. Keys to the game, Kelly. It's super simple. You know, for Virginia Tech, create pressure and turnovers. You're going to have to get extra opportunities for your offense we have seen this year in their first two games they're not really going to be able to do it on their own they're going to need help they're going to need good field position maybe you have to even score Uh, so really need that defense to ball out for Virginia Tech and then for West Virginia it's on the same side of the ball when the defense is out there for Virginia Tech they've got to throw it efficiently you know we've seen this quarterback again in Dagey that has shown flashes, has also shown flashes that he'll give the ball up and he'll turn it over. So, you know, he has to play effectively if West Virginia wants to win the game.
1: My key, Kelly's key for this game, it comes down to the atmosphere. And it's quite ironic because Virginia Tech was able to beat North Carolina because of an incredible atmosphere. That was just Unbelievable. Now, I think this West Virginia atmosphere is going to be raucous. It's going to be crazy. I do think the the silver lining for VT is this is a noon game. And most of the time, I like to give the edge to the away team early in a noon game because it is early and the fans aren't really into it yet. So that might help. But I think this atmosphere is going to make this game worth watching, even if it ends up being like a 17 to 14 game.
0: You know, I, I brought that up on radio as well, KG. That, that you know, it's a noon game. Maybe the fans won't. And I was told point blank, the fans will be ready. You ain't got to worry about them. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. West Virginia. We'll find out. <laughs> Yeah, been drinking since 4 a.m. I feel like there, there may be a little bit can't of that. You can't drink
0: all day if you don't start in the morning, Kelly. That's what they say, It's it?
1: It? It's true, Eric then. They may be starting right now. They may be starting right now in Morgantown. Okay, let, we're going to give our picks in our Seaside Grown pick segment, but let's get on to our next game here. Number 24, Miami versus Michigan State. Michigan State, a sneaky, sneaky team here. Miami is a six-point favorite. This is another noon game on ABC. I don't feel like the atmosphere is going to be as good down in Miami as it is in West Virginia, but let's hope that that some people show up and help out Miami here in this noon game. Mac, we have a familiar person to talk about here. Kenneth Walker III, who was at Wake Forest last year with Christian Beale Smith. He left. I guess he wanted to be the feature back, and it's looking like that decision has really paid off for him because he has balled out so far from Michigan State.
0: He really has, and that honestly is my main concern for the Miami Hurricanes. You know who are on a tough three-game stretch, obviously playing. Who scheduled the number this? One, yeah, right. Seriously, Coach Rick, who did this to Coach Miami? Coach Mark Rick. That's whose fault it is. Oh, uh, scheduling yikes. Alabama, uh, number one team in the country. We saw the results. A tough, hard-fought game against App State. Now you're going to be in a very similar situation as that App State game with a team in Michigan State, who, who schematically and, and personnel-wise. Is going to try to do a lot of the same things on the offensive side of the ball. Kenneth Walker, as you mentioned, has been playing lights out. He, he is fourth leading rusher in all of FBS. He is so just—he's quick. His vision is tremendous, and he can just run through arm tackles. That—that's what's so impressive to me. He's not the biggest, most physically dominating-looking guy, but that's the way he runs. You would think he's six-four, you know, two twenty, Derrick Henry-type guy with the way that he can go through arm tackles. And I just don't know, Kelly can this Miami defense contain him? That They have been a little soft, quite frankly, up front. And in that front Say seven it. where I've been a little underwhelmed with what we've seen from them defensively. So a huge test. Can you slow down this rushing attack from Michigan State or just this offense? Because they've been on a tear. 550 yards a game, scoring a bunch of points, and uh, you know really making it happen offensively, Michigan State has.
1: Mac, talk to me about Derek King. What's the deal? I feel like his... I'm going to make up a word here, dynamicness, di- di- uh, I don't know. He hasn't been dynamic. He hasn't been dynamic. He hasn't looked special. He hasn't been making plays. He hasn't been making people miss. Now, look, he's coming off an ACL tear. I totally understand. He's human. I, I would still probably be on crutches, okay? I get it. But what can we expect from Derek King in this game?
0: You know, I, I think it's it's – Maybe it's an unfair judgment right now. You're playing Alabama. He's probably was severely beaten up that game. I mean, let's be honest. How, how do you, you know, feel after playing a Clemson, after feeling a, playing a Georgia, after playing an Alabama? You you're a little beat up. And then you, you got hit in the mouth again by an app state team. So he had a couple of drops in that app state game, had a couple of guys who were open for big plays and you know didn't make it happen. So but that's what we have to see. We have to see him be more dynamic with his legs. We all saw that Chaney is, is down in that running back room, out for the season with an injury. So now King is going to have to be more involved in the run game, and he can. He, he's a fantastic talent, uh, and just you know get those explosive plays downfield. So, Kelly, I think that he's going to be able to do it. I think they can rely on that offensive line to protect them enough against Michigan State, but we just have to see, again, it all goes back to defense. Miami has allowed 241 yards after contact. I just mentioned how Kenneth Walker loves to run through tackles. Miami severely not being able to tackle, worse than the ACC. He could make them pay. So it's going to be a big game all around for Miami.
1: It is. And you know, you have the quarterback on the other side from Michigan State, Peyton Thorne. You look at his numbers, 465 yards in two games, 65% completion, five touchdowns. You're thinking, all right, this guy's, you know, he's been playing great. He's been playing fine. Uh, when you really look at those numbers, four of those touchdowns came against Youngstown State. I don't think Northwestern is very good. They beat Northwestern pretty easily in the first game. So I think those numbers are a little inflated. And to me, you know, Mac, I'm not, I'm no football expert, but this seems pretty obvious to me with that Miami defense. Like you said, they've played soft, but they have athletes. Stack the box. Don't let them run. Make this Peyton Thorne guy throw the football, create turnovers. That—that That is the most logical way to a victory, in my opinion, for Miami, but you do have to stop the run. I know that's one of your keys, Mac, but that's that's the biggest thing in this game.
0: Are you, um, are you available this Saturday? There, there's a game happening in Winston-Salem mm-hmm. that might need your expertise on defense because you just laid it out perfectly. Uh, the, the, you, the, that's all you have I'm to do. I'm available
1: for a price. That's no.
0: right. That's right. Well, you know, they spend a lot of money, so they might be willing to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I think that, that that's exactly right. I mean, tell him, hey, Beat us with your arm. Let's see you do it. I'd yeah, love to see it. it because, again, it ain't Northwestern and it's not Youngtown State. This is Miami. We have athletes, or we should, and I would love to see them challenge them and and really try to shut down and identify, hey, Kenneth Walker's the guy. Let's stop that and let everyone else try and beat us. Because historically, again, these last you know three years and then probably much farther back in their history, Miami stops the run. That's kind of how they're built and just hasn't been the case this year so far.
1: All right. Give me your keys, specific keys to this game from Eric Mackley.
0: This one's easy. Uh, front seven, Miami, start playing like you, you have the U on the side of your helmet and, and not something else. Stop the run. Be who you are. Step up. You, you have the ability. You have the personnel. And then for, for Michigan State, run the ball. Do what you've done for the past two games. You have an elite talent in the backfield with Kenneth Walker. Give him time. Give him holes to run through and you could probably win this game. I, I am very intrigued. You talk about hard picks, Kelly. I'm very intrigued with this game. Just where is Miami mentally? Where are they as a team? How are they going to do playing this game? This one's going to be a tough one later in our Seaside Grown segment.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one to pick, and my uh, Kelly's key for this one. If De'Ara King is healthy, which again, we've heard he's healthy, but I'm not sure how comfortable he feels getting out in the open field, how he is mentally with the knee, but Against this Michigan State defense, against a Big Ten defense, Derek King can go out there and make plays. He can go out there and show his speed, his athleticism. He can make people miss. I would love to see Derek King unleashed a little bit in this game. Use his legs. That's my key. If you feel comfortable, I get it. Look, If if he doesn't actually feel comfortable, then that's the problem. But that's one of the keys for Miami, in my opinion.
0: I love it. I love it. KG the DC, KG the OC. Listen, you say you're not a football expert. That don't believe her, guys. She knows what the heck she's talking about.
1: One thing I don't know, mainly because I don't care, special teams. Oh, I'm <laughs> the worst. Okay, Mac. Let's get to the battle of the brains. Sorry, special teams friends. Battle of the brains. I saw <laughs> Brian Ives sends out. This sends out this email with all these notes, and he said a battle of two top ten teams. Whose universities are ranked in the top 10 in the US News, World, and
0: Report? Oh my God. Love Brian. Love Brian.
1: I laughed out loud. Two top 10 universities academically Duke is hosting Northwestern. Northwestern is a three point favorite. Northwestern lost to Michigan State earlier in the year. Who we just talked about, who's playing Miami? Mac, you called that Duke North Carolina A and T game, so you know this Duke team. Are they good enough to get it done against Northwestern?
0: Uh we'll see. They've got to pick it up defensively. <laughs> they got to pick it up defensively. I mean, I mean, that's that's my biggest concern, you know, for the Blue Devils is when you see their defensive line is, isn't super twitchy. Now they're strong and they've got some guys, but they're not the same D-line that we saw a year ago with guys like Chris Rump, uh, Victor DiMuchegi, who could absolutely make crazy plays happen in the run and getting back to the quarterback. They don't have those. That uh, They also have not tackled very well at all in the secondary. That's probably the biggest concern for me, honestly, KG, is that secondary that is just... They're not closing space fast enough. They're not making tackles. They're they're not wrapping up. They're there. And now they're they're getting two guys, but they're just not bringing them down. And and that's fundamentals. And and you have to pay attention to coaching, listen to your guys. I know they're not teaching what you're doing out there on game day. So if Duke can do that, you know, I think that they have a a, a real chance in this game. But when you look offensively, I mean, Gunnar has been very effective. He's been very efficient. Now I need to see him score touchdowns. I need to see him stretch the field. Don't always necessarily make the Right play, make a big play. Let's let's do something and, and have some dynamic plays because you have the wide receivers to do so. Eli Pancol is a guy that can go up and get it. Uh, Calhoun's a guy that can really stretch the field, and then Jake Bobo. I mean, he can do he can do whatever you want. So you've got those three. You're going to have time. Need to see him do it, and then of course Mateo Durant. I mean, how special of a player is he? Uh, need to see him get back on track a little bit. He was limited, but that's what Ant. Uh, a week ago, wanted to do. They said, "Hey, you're not going to run on us like you did last week." And similar, what Miami should do this week. Uh, they were able to to execute that and, and stack the box and you know not have favorable positions. So, you know, does Northwestern try to take a book out of that and, or a page out of that book and say, "Hey, you know, Gunner beat us with your arm," because uh, I think he can. You just have to play free and uh, you know wake up feeling a little dangerous, Gunner. Come on.
1: <laughs> really glad yeah, you brought you a, a book. Bo- you a book
0: girl? You like how I did with that? Game.
1: <laughs> that was smart. <laughs> well, these guys are. They like books. Um, okay, Hunter Johnson. Our guy. Former Clemson Come quarterback. on. Former five-star, is quarterbacking Northwestern. Last year, he was thrown into the fire, and it was rough. It was rough. I mean, picks everywhere. This year, so far, he's done a really good job of managing the game. He hasn't been amazing, but he's been very solid. And I think both these quarterbacks have done that. Gunner, has, he hasn't turned the ball over. He's just been solid. He hasn't thrown a lot of touchdown passes, but he's been an upgrade there. Mac, what you said earlier really concerned me. You said that North Carolina A&T took away the run. If North Carolina A&T can take away the run, then I think Northwestern can.
0: I know, KG, there's a talent or should be a talent disparity there, but there's times where if you just load it up and if there's more guys than you can block – it's difficult you know and you can't just run all over everybody and if there's you know two guys or if it's a packed box it's at the end of the day everybody has scholarships everybody has guys who who can play and and for some schools especially like A&T, there's a couple of good transfers mixed in there guys that played at Virginia Tech guys that played in the SEC and ACC so when you when you look at it that way it certainly was something that i was raising my eyebrows out over and over again when i would see you know Mateo only you know, gaining one, two yards at a time, can Northwestern replicate that? Will they replicate it? You know, I'm not sure. Now, also, a want to give them credit, they're one of the best run defenses in the country year in and year out. Although it's FCS, I totally get it. That is what they do. Uh it, It'll be interesting to see, does Northwestern change, get a little uncomfortable, not something they're used to doing, and then maybe get burned on the back end? So certainly something to pay attention in this game is, you know, how does Northwestern defend Mateo Durant?
1: That's going to be huge. All right, Mac, give me your keys to this game.
0: Yeah, for Northwestern, I think it's it's going to be trying to get Duke to play like the Duke of two years ago or, and one and two years ago, create turnovers. See if they'll give you the rock, which they, you know, knock on wood, they haven't so far. And it's been very impressive to see, uh, you know, ball security from the Blue Devils. And I think the key for, you know, Duke is establish the run. Run the ball effectively, get the best player on your team by far, the rock, and, and block for him and let him eat.
1: Kelly's key in this game. That's me. Um, So I think both of these quarterbacks, as we've mentioned, have done a great job of managing the game. And Kirk Herbstreit actually said this about the Georgia Clemson game. Whichever quarterback makes the costliest mistake that team's going to lose, I think that applies to this game as well. Whichever quarterback throws the pick or throws the pick six, that may decide this game. So don't make the costly mistake at the quarterback position. That's my key.
0: I love that, and, and like you said, two guys who are making the smart plays and, and who aren't really you know, taking these big risks. Does that have to happen, you know, or at least in your mind? Uh, I got to win this game. I got to make this throw. I got to do it. Does someone fall into that trap and then, as you just alluded to, make the biggest mistake that will cost you the game?
1: Which is what happened in the Clemson Georgia game. Mac, are you telling me that Duke and Northwestern both have high IQ quarterbacks? I'm shocked.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I can speak from experience with with. Uh, our guy Hunter, he, he's brilliant and a super smart guy. Uh, with Gunner, I would assume so. He has like 12 degrees from Duke. He's been there like five years. So he's got to be smart or they would have kicked him out.
1: So One just assumptions think. by my part. <laughs> One would think. All right, Mac, the game of the weekend, I think, in the ACC, the game that you are in Chapel Hill for, Virginia at number 21, North Carolina. North Carolina is an eight-point favorite. I saw this number. I think it was at nine at one point, so it's going down a little bit. 7.30 p.m. on ACC Network. I love that ACCN is getting this game, and Mack will be there for halftime and postgame.
0: Pre-game, halftime, postgame. We're doing it Boom. all.
1: Awesome. So you can see Eric Mack on ACC Network. Look, both these quarterbacks have been awesome. That's the storyline here, right? Brennan Armstrong... Has looked like the best quarterback in the ACC. Now, hasn't played the toughest competition, but his numbers are unbelievable. He's third nationally right now in passing yards. And Sam Howell got back on track against Georgia State, as we talked about against Virginia Tech. Not all of that was on him. Some of it was. He's had some interception issues, and and those showed up against Virginia Tech But do you think this game starts with the QBs like I do, Mac?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it starts and finishes with the QBs. I I think that this is going to be a game where we see both of these guys just make big-time statements for their teams, uh, at least if they want to win. You know, I think that's what it's going to take is for each of these guys to, you know, kind of pull their jersey to the side a little bit, and you see an S on their chest. And and that's how they're going to have to play. And really, you know, kind of beating some outside noise, both of these teams are going to have to do as well. Virginia can't win on the road, just can't do it. These past couple of years, they've mm-hmm. been awful. North Carolina can't beat Virginia. You know, it, it's super interesting of how this exists in this game, and it's this perfect storm of, okay, what are we going to get and, and what's the outcome going to be? So I think when when you look at Virginia, uh, for, for some reason, you know, they're underdogs. I think that they've played better, and I think that they have shown, you know, that, that they're the more uh, – just holistic team, and and at least from what we've seen so far. Now, I understand North Carolina has played better competition. I totally get that. I get that Virginia is terrible on the road, Uh, but when you look at the 28% chance from the FBI to win this game, that just seems nuts to me. Now, the spread is what it is. It's eight, but the 28 right there, FBI, that's a little bit shocking, And, and I think that Brennan is... Is playing for real, I think we'll find out this game if he's at the level I think he is, or was it just because of the, the lower level of competition? And, and you know, the offense, we've, we've talked about this a bunch with UVA. I love how creative they are. I love how they're putting guys in all kinds of different positions, all kinds of different places. Just get your athletes out there. I mean, Wicks, Thompson, Kemp, Jelani Woods, the big tight end, they've been unbelievably impressive just with the plays they're making, the routes that they're running. I- I'm super excited to see that. And, and even Rashawn Henry, he's another guy that when he gets going on a, on a, a seam route, a fly route, it's normally a touchdown. So these wide receivers for, for Virginia playing really well right now for Brennan Armstrong.
1: Virginia's offense looks like a um, finished product, if you will. I know it's only week two, but they look like they know what they want to do. UNC, on the other hand, especially against Virginia Tech, it was Josh Downs and nobody else. Who's going to step up for UNC, Mac, and can they run the ball against Virginia and help out Sam Howell in that regard?
0: Yeah, that's what's going to be really interesting to see. And, and, you know, I think one thing that'll play favorably to North Carolina is, you know, maybe everybody's going to be involved because we really haven't seen UVA's defense tested. And we haven't seen, Mm -hmm. has that defensive secondary improved. You know, a year ago, they were the worst in the ACC in terms of passing yards given up. Will Sam expose them? Because if, if that's the case, I think it'll be quick and I think it'll be a party. Everybody's going to eat, you know, from the, the Josh Downs of the world to the Coffrey Browns and, you know, all these guys that, that are going to get in and make a, a difference, Emory Simmons. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see two offenses Really play well. I think if you're, you know, North Carolina, this is a big opportunity. And I'd almost go as far to say, KG, that if you lose this one, you might be out. And I get it's the coastal. I get it's coastal chaos. No, you're right. You are not in a good spot if you're starting out 0 and 2 to both of the Virginia schools. So they've got to feel that pressure. I, I think we'll certainly see that. But you're at home. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, if not the best quarterback in the country. He's just got to take care of the ball and, and do what he does best. I, I don't think Virginia has a great, you know, pass rush and maybe they'll have a little bit of a different plan. So, you know, don't take sacks and, and you know make the plays that you need to against this, you know, average defensive secondary.
1: UNC to me is gonna be the more desperate team. Because I think you're right, Mac. Here's the thing. If you lose both of these games, that's two ACC losses already. But the problem is these are head-to-head losses to the two other teams most likely to win the division. Add Pittsburgh in, too. I'm not forgetting about you, Pitt. But that's the problem when you look at tiebreaker. So you're going to have to just wish that everyone loses, which, again, it's the Coastal. Crazier things have happened. But I think UNC is the more desperate team. This is a must-win. If you want to play in the ACC championship game, I think we have a must win on September 18th which is crazy.
0: You know you know what would make my little coastal chaos heart just flutter is if I don't want anybody to lose but you got to lose if UVA loses this game and then UVA at the end of the season beats Virginia Tech. And everybody else wins out that entire time. Oh, that's great. What does it come down to? Like a coin flip? I mean, how do you settle it? Do, do you have to arm wrestle? Oh, my wrestle? gosh. Well, what is it? I, I don't know. I'm excited Margin to see it. Margin of victory? Yeah, right. I, I don't know Over how you do it. the other ones? I don't know how you do it. But cannot wait for this game. It's going to be so much fun. When you look at keys, Kelly, you know, at first I, I was kind of being a little lazy. And, and you, we can admit that. This happens to everybody. There's a lot of stuff we have to do. Uh, and I just wrote down both quarterbacks. And that's certainly going to be a key. It's certainly going to be a thing. But for Virginia, you know, I think the big key that comes down to is, can we establish a pass rush? Can we get Sam Howe, who's going to be back there building snowballs? Can we get him on the ground? Can we force him to make silly decisions? And then for North Carolina, the talented DBs, who we all know and love, have to step up and be the guys we think they can. They have to have a big-time game, a guy like Storm Duck, who might be back, uh, Tony Grimes, a guy who is such a great player, can we see them, you know, make this Virginia offense slow down? Can they make some plays? Maybe get some turnovers. So those are the two big keys for me in the, in this one.
1: Mac, I saw this going around Twitter recently where someone asked who would win in a fight between all the ACC coaches. <laughs> Did you see that? If it's a three way tie, I think Mac Brown, Justin Fuente, and Bronco Mendenhall have to duke it out in the ring.
0: Well, if that's the can case, I'd be very worried you know, for Mac. So maybe be, you could go help. It's probably going to be. Uh, you know, Fuente. He, he's, uh, he's pretty jacked.
1: You think Fuente? Yeah,
0: for sure. But you know what? I bet Mendenhall has some crazy. Bronco's name is Crazy, Bronco. like, technique. Like, he probably does jujitsu jitsu all the time. So he might, you know, TKO. He won't be able to go anymore. Choking him out.
1: Well, and Mac Brown would be the best dress because he'd be wearing Jordan's. Hey, that only gets affair. you so far in a street so fight, good. Coach.
0: You better be ready.
1: <laughs> I think we could summon Eric McLean, sub champion. another another Mack, can do help that. him out. That's what we like. Okay, Kelly's key here. Just the numbers on the differences between these teams that something's got to give. Virginia under Bronco is 6 and 20 on the road, and North Carolina has lost four straight to Virginia. So it looks like we're going to have a tie. That's what those got a numbers trivia tell us, right? for you,
0: KG. Do you know the last team UVA beat on the road? Do you know who that is?
1: It's UNC, right?
0: God, you did too much research. You're too good. It was UNC. I'm
1: too much of a nerd. <laughs>
0: Well, KG, before we get to the speed round, it is time for one of my favorite segments, our Seaside Grown Fresh Picks of the Week. Let's go, KG.
1: Mac, if you know me, then you know tailgating is an all-day event. Let's Seaside Grown help you get ready for game day. I got my package recently from Seaside Grown, and we're hosting a bunch of people to tailgate on Saturday. We have our Seaside's award-winning Bloody Mary Mix which is going to be great just add a spirit of your choice and all the other flavors are there we've got the barbecue sauces oh i'm pumped for that the salsa is going to be a big hit and my husband has already opened and got into the jams he's That's, very excited about the i jams. love it i love it and we know seaside grown mac comes from a rich 120 year history of family owned Sustainable farming in South Carolina's low country. Each and every jar of their Bloody Mary mix is packed with two pounds of the family's fresh grown tomatoes.
0: KG, this is where it gets really fun for me. All 19, you just mentioned a, a small sample right there of their true field to glass seaside products. They're made fresh. Uh, right from their own farm or other locally grown American farms that they partner with. They are bottled. This is where it gets super fun as well. They are then bottled in their very own commercial packing facility, providing unprecedented traceability for consumers. They know exactly where their food comes from, and then they know exactly where it's bottled. Let me tell you guys this fun little story about Seaside Grown and, and how it relates with how you can use these products, how you can cook with them. My grandmother is down in Sumter, South Carolina. My mom had knee replacement surgery. So grandma's down helping her out. Uh, Nana, not grandma. Do not call her grandma. Um, And and so Nana texts me and says, what are you doing? And so then I call her. I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Is something wrong? She says, (laughs) I've been to Charlotte. I've been to Sumter now twice. And I have never tasted any food cooked on a Traeger. And I said, Oh my gosh, I'm on the way. <gasps> I'm, I'm on the way right now. I stopped everything I was doing. You I dropped was studying. Everything. I was getting ready for this podcast, and I sprinted over there. And KG, I made the best ribs ever. I told you guys about the ribs last week. I did those again with the uh, the smoking Blue and the Bourbon Peach. Guys, Nana Ooh. was extremely happy. She loves it. She's going to be there another week. I'm going to Sumter for basically a week and, you know, just being her cook for her beck and call. And you best believe I'm going to use a bunch of Seaside products to enhance all that food that I'm going to do. Guys, do yourself a favor. Go to seasidegrown.com, browse their amazing website, find what products you want, load up your cart. And when you're ready to check out, use our code ACC15 and save 15% on your entire order.
1: Mac, that was an amazing story. I love that you, grandma calls and you're like, oh my God, what's wrong?
0: Whatever you want, na- hold on, Nana, oh, don't shoot, call her grandma, Nana. Nana.
1: And she's like, Mac, I need some ribs. Where are you?
0: <laughs> and I said, yes, ma'am, on the way.
1: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, Mac, it's time to pick some football games. These are hard. These, this is a hard. This is the hardest week I think we've had. All right, number 15, Virginia Tech at West Virginia. Give me your straight up pick. And if you have a play on the spread, West Virginia is a three-point favorite.
0: I am going Virginia Tech here, guys. I think defense is going to win the game. And and this is my ACC blue goggles on, sure, whatever you want to say. But I think a three-point spread, the only reason you're giving that team three points, KG, is because they're at home. So I think that that Vegas honestly thinks that this game is a push. They're leaning with the home team. I'm leaning with the away team and defense. So give me the points for Virginia Tech and give me the under. I think defense is going to win this game.
1: I agree on the under. Um, I I love all of our Virginia Tech friends. They've really been great to us, retweeting stuff this week, and we've had Eddie on. But here's the thing. What trumps my love for everyone is that I want to be right. And so I am taking West Virginia. I think West Virginia is going to win this game. I think the home atmosphere is going to be worth something, as Vegas said, Mac. And my main concern with Virginia Tech is I just don't know. If you're on the road, and I'm stressing, like I'm stressing out talking about this. If you're on the road, and you get down, and you get down early, I don't have faith in that offense. I just don't have faith in that offense to be able to put up a bunch of points, especially without James Mitchell. I hate that yep. for the Hokies. So I'm sorry, Hokies, but this is what I think is going to happen. I think West Virginia is going to win, but I do think the under is is the play there, Mac. Do you have a rebuttal, or are you just going to let that sit?
0: No, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at okay. you. And, you know, this this could be separation Saturday, where That's one right. of us – Takes an astounding lead. Coach Mark Rick for the huddle, kicking my butt. Now, probably Kelly Gramley going to be kicking my butt here. I just need to remove myself from pick 'em contests.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get to this next one. Number 24, Miami hosting Michigan State. Miami is a six point favorite, Mac. What's your pick?
0: This one is super interesting to me because I really don't know where Miami is mentally. I think this is a really tough game. I think this one should probably probably be a, a three-point game. I, I think it should be Miami minus three. I think it's going to be that close. But I think De'Aaron King's going to figure it out. I think that we're going to see him be explosive. I think we're going to see him make big-time plays. Now, do are they able to stop Michigan State's run? I don't know. I do not have a lot of confidence defensively for Miami right now. So I'm going to take Miami. I think they're going to win. And I also think you take the over here. I think there's going to be a bunch of points scored.
1: So I'm with you on this. I'm taking Miami. And I think when you just look at the numbers, you'd think, oh, my gosh, Michigan State is the obvious pick here. But you have to dive into who Michigan State's played. They've played Northwestern, and they've played Youngstown State. Miami, I think App State's better than both of those teams. I mean, that's just the reality. It doesn't matter what conference patch is on their jersey. And so I know Michigan State can run it. But I think Miami's speed, their athleticism is going to show up. And I do think Derek King's going to be able to have a little bit of a bounce-back game. But, Mac, the spread here, this could be very similar to App, that kind of game. I think if you're picking the number, it's Michigan State plus six.
0: There you go. It's going to be a close game. There you go. I like that. I like that. I like that you clarified, too, that you picked a straight up and who you're going with with the points. Yeah,
1: yeah. There you go. All right, we're both picking Miami. The Brain Bowl, Duke (laughs) hosts Northwestern. Northwestern, a three-point favorite. What do you
0: got? It pains me to say this, but I'm going Northwestern. It, it hurts me to do. I, I love Duke. I love the university. I love your coach. I love your players. But I just think that Northwestern is going to be able to replicate defensively what we saw from T, and I think they're just going to be a better team. So a very you know kind of small game, similar to that first one in, in regards to points. I think we're going to be right around that. So I'll just push for points, but I think Northwestern's going to win it.
1: Northwestern's the pick. I think Northwestern wins this game. It'd be different if Duke had an atmosphere to kind of you know, fall back on, to help them, but they don't. So I, I think Northwestern, for everything you said, everything with our breakdown, they are the pick. But Duke, prove us wrong. Let's see it, Duke. Okay, and the big one here, Mac. Virginia at number 21, North Carolina. North Carolina is an eight-point favorite. What's the pick?
0: Let me just tell you guys now. Hammer the over. I think it's going to be a bunch of points. And I don't want to pick a winner because I want to see just great offense. And of course, someone has to lose. But I think I'm going to lean Sam Howe. I think we're going to find out that that defensive secondary for Virginia is not much better than a year ago. And I think Sam is going to expose that. I think he's going to have a really big game. I think Brennan in as well. I think we're going to see him really step up and prove that he's one of the best in the conference. Maybe one of the best in the country when it's all said and done, but I'm going heels, and I think just the offense is too much for Virginia.
1: I think UNC is desperate, and they need to be. They need this win. I think Mac Brown's a good enough coach where he's going to have a great plan for this game, and that Virginia Tech game was a wake-up call in many respects for North Carolina. I don't think Sam Howell's going to let him lose, but I do think it's going to be close because I respect Virginia. I think Virginia plus eight. I think that's the play here. This is going to be maybe a, a seven point. The, that the fact that you can have a touchdown game and still cover that's big. Take the plus eight.
0: I like that. I think that's a smart pick. And, and again, I think both offenses are going to score a lot of points. It's going to be fun. I cannot wait. I'm so excited that we're here. We're live from Chapel Hill. The energy is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot of offense. All right, KG. It's time for the speed round. We've got a lot of games to cover. We've got to run through them really quickly. We're starting with Friday Night Lights. Louisville versus UCF. I don't know what to think of this game. You know, Louisville primetime. Sec- it does. Me it stresses out. me out as well. A lot of points expected, you know, to be here. Can Louisville keep up? I- I'm not sure if they can.
1: I don't have a lot of faith in Louisville. I know this is a home game, but it's a Friday night. So I'm not sure if the fans are going to be packing it out. And I think UCF is the more confident team, Mac. Let's talk about BC and Temple. Dennis Grissell, This is his first start. No Phil Djokovic, which is terrible news. We're really bummed about that. About that, but they can get it done versus Temple. We think.
0: Yeah, I think so. And you know, going on the road again, taking their talents to Philly. Uh, sad about Phil, but but Dennis, you know, he he stepped in for relief and, and has played well before. I think he does that again Saturday.
1: What do you need to see from Clemson's offense as they host Georgia Tech at three thirty on ABC?
0: Really just a clean offensive game from DJ. Uh, I think that's what the nation is calling for. Uh, I think we need to see him play confident. Right. I think we need to see him play confident, play uh, confident and and smart, and really just deliver strikes. You know, be the quarterback that we saw for two games that was brilliant and and a guy that was really playing free, playing with his hair on fire, and and just really a a competitive-looking guy. So that's what I think we need to see from Clemson. I think we will. Uh, And also really excited to see that run game. I think that Shipley is going to keep reminding people that he's the real deal. And I think he's going to separate himself in these next couple of games.
1: I think those wide receivers also need to step up, help DJ out a little bit. But this is a big game for me when it comes to DJU. Can you prove that the first two games you were just getting your feet wet, you were adjusting to new weapons around you? Or is this really somewhat of an issue? I think this is a huge game for DJU. Mac, I have no idea what to do with Florida State and Wake Forest. Florida State,
0: they've looked terrible. They've looked terrible,
1: Mac. (laughs) But Wake's played no one. (laughs) Wake's played no one. That's right. But we've
0: seen seen what the culture is at Wake. We've seen what the program is and who they are. And I think that's going to matter in this game. I think it's going to really stand up and and be a a really integral piece of why they win this game and maybe why they win it convincingly. But you're right. It is going to be interesting to see who is FSU? Do you How much pride do you have in your program? Are you going to play up to each opponent that you're going against, or are you going to create your standard in these next 10, 11
1: games? Mac, I have a quick question for you. This is the most important question of the podcast. Would you have proposed marriage to Khaki after a loss?
0: <sighs> Kelly, I would not have. You know why I would not have? <laughs> Because she would have said no and she would have told me to block better and oh, do no. my job better before I go asking her, will she marry me? No, I'm kidding. She she would have definitely said yes, but <laughs> man, what what it sucks because that guy was put in a tough situation. He had planned that. He had oh, the ring, he was ready to go, and they lost. You know, so he should be mad at his teammates. Nobody should be mad at him.
1: <laughs> my main issue with this, I get it. He had a plan, whatever. I don't want you proposing to me. When you are disgusting and gross and sweaty, like, can we go to the field? Can we go to the field on a Tuesday and get this done? I don't need to do this right now. You're gross.
0: Well, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game, right? Yes. You know, he could have taken the uh, the Reed Webster uh, idea with, with Lindsey Mason, your former teammate, and and you know, go in the locker room, get showered, put your suit on, and then come back out to the field, and it's just you guys, your family, and uh, you know, not cheering Jacksonville State layers in the background of your proposal
1: exactly that's our advice shower first that's actually a good thing just, just in life human right hygiene
0: now. you know just shower
1: mac will syracuse Pitt, and nc state get it done this weekend in there uh
0: yeah you know syracuse <laughs> for sure should didn't know that albany had a football team um so Great that, that'll be good Yeah, oh, the Great Danes. I actually did know that. I'm really excited about them. Pitt, I think it's going to be business as usual. See that offense explode. Uh, And then NC State, you know, looking at those guys against Furman. A good bounce back win, uh, hopefully, for these guys. See who's going to step up at the linebacker position and, you know, really just get the offense going.
1: That's our pod. That's it right there, y'all. That's the breakdown of all the big games. We'll post our Seaside Fresh Picks of the Week on Twitter and make sure you watch Mac on TV.
0: (laughs) Come on, KG. That's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. But until next time, we'll see y'all.